Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello and thank you for watching. Have I got a strange mythology minute for you today? I want to highlight the psychological connection that we humans have between feeling physically clean and feeling morally clean. The research I want to highlight was undertaken in 2006 by psychologists collaborating from Canada and the USA. In the experiment, they asked a group of people to tell other people a lie, either by email or by word of mouth. And then they asked these people to choose from a virtual basket of household items. And fascinatingly, what they found is that those people who'd emailed someone a lie bought more of the antiseptic wipes for the hands. And those people who'd lied by, you know, orally, by mouth, by word, bought more mouthwash. And this highlights the connection, as I said, that we have between being clean physically and being clean morally. Isn't that interesting? You lie, the ones that lied by email bought more hand sanitizer, and then the ones by mouth bought mouthwash. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So have you ever heard the phrase, wash your hands of something? Got to wash your hands of something. And it actually comes from scripture. Matthew 27 is the account of Jesus going in front of Pilate and Pilate the governor. We just got through Easter. This is part of the Easter story. Jesus is in front of Pilate the governor and the people are shouting crucify him crucify him and Pilate doesn't see any fault with Jesus but because of the pressure of the people he gives in and sentences Jesus to be crucified but in the midst of that he says his blood is on your hands it's not on mine and he was given a bowl of water to wash his hands he was essentially washing his hands of the situation washing his hands of the decision. And we tend to do that when we tell a lie. So how many of you have ever lied? Yeah. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, you probably lied just then. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say we've all told a lie at some point in our lives, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have. Um, I'm just going to be very honest with you. This is a very transparent moment for me right now. Um, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I had, there was like a five-year span when my life was not good. I was not making wise decisions. I was making choices that were not good for anyone, quite honestly. And I was lying about it. I was pretending that my life was, I was still going to church. I was pretending that my life was honest, um, but I was lying about who I was spending time with. I was lying 
about what I was doing. I was just lying and not being honest about what my life looked like. And lying to my parents, lying to my friends, because I didn't want people to know what was actually going on in my life. And honestly, my life was not, um, it wasn't good. It was a bit of a mess. And my parents didn't trust me. My friends didn't trust me. A lot of people didn't trust me because they knew that I lived this life on a Sunday morning, but then I lived this life the rest of the week. It's not a good place to be. And I hurt a lot of relationships. I hurt relationships with my parents. I hurt relationships with my friends. I hurt my relationship with God. Pretty much everybody in my life, I hurt. When I was 24, I went into discipleship training, and um, my life literally did a 180 in one week. In one week, it was amazing, and God got a hold of my heart. <laughs> he got a hold of my mind. He got a hold of my life, and my life did a 180 at 24 years old. I remember third week in January of 1994. My life did a 180 because I let God get a hold of me. And I learned that there's freedom in honesty. And I learned that there's freedom in telling the truth at all times. And I tell Clint, I just can't tell a lie now. Because <laughs> I've learned that it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Proverbs 12, verse 22, it says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. That is strong. The Lord detests lying lips. I do not want the Lord to detest me in what I say. But he delights in people who are trustworthy. I want the Lord to be delighted. The opposite of lying is telling the truth. There's so much value in telling the truth. We are in a message series called Living in Love. We're going through the book of 1 John. And this is the last week of the series. Just like Clint talked about, we're starting a new series next week. But this is the last week, and we're jumping back to chapter one. We were in chapter five last week. We're jumping back to chapter one. Um, it's a part of the scripture that talks about light and darkness. It talks about lying and honesty and confession and all the good things that come with living an honest life. We're going to jump into 1 John verse, um, chapter one, verses five through 10. You can look it up in your Bible or on your phone. It'll also be on the screen. But verse 5, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him 
and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. So the, today, the title of today's message is Freedom in Love. There's so much freedom available to us. So let me pray, then I'll jump into several points for you to consider. So Holy Spirit, we need you this morning. We need you to um, just move in this place. And God, would you speak to our minds and speak to our hearts? God, I pray that everything that is said through my mouth would be your words. May your truth be spoken. May your truth be heard. May your truth transform minds and transform hearts. May we not leave this place the same. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, your first point. We can experience freedom when we are honest with ourselves. It starts with being honest with ourselves. Verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. So light represents good, pure, true, holy, reliable, all the good things. Darkness represents sinfulness and evil. Darkness represents the bad. God is light. So that tells us that he is good and he is pure. Jesus said in John 12, 46, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stand darkness. He came as light. He came as good. He came as truth. I found this quote by um, a theologian, John, I mean, Adam Clark. And he says, Light is the purest, most subtle, most useful, and the most diffusive of all God's creatures. It is, therefore, a very proper emblem of the purity, perfection, and goodness of the divine nature. Light is good. It exposes whatever exists. It exposes the good. It exposes the bad. Light exposes whatever is there. Verses 6, 8, and 10. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. And his word is not in us. We need to start being honest with ourselves and with where we're at. What we do on Sunday should not be any different than what we do 
on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It shouldn't be any different. I lived that kind of a life for a while, and it's not a good place to be. What does life look like during the week? We need to start being honest with ourselves with where we're at. I'm a very black and white person. <laughs> I don't like gray areas because gray areas are very fuzzy and unclear, very foggy. I don't like to be in that place. I'm a very black and white person. And for me, either the sky is blue or it's not. <laughs> either the grass is green or it's not. Either it's true or it's not. Either it's a lie or it's not. Even a little white lie, it's a lie. Being in a gray area is not a safe place to be. And when we lie to ourselves, it's being in that gray area. It's a very foggy place to be. It's easier to be honest with myself when I'm thinking in black and white. It is or it's not. Let's be honest with ourselves. In verse 8 it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If you're lying to yourself and you're telling yourself, oh, it's really not that bad. Why? You're deceiving yourself. We're living in a time where the world is saying, oh, it's really not that bad. You can do this and you can, you can get by with it. Too many times we claim to be a Christian and we convince ourselves this little sin, <laughs> I can get by with it and I'll just ask for forgiveness later. You can claim to be a Christian and have an affair, commit adultery, and justify it, pretend it's not happening. It's like saying, I work at the mall, but not actually doing it, not actually going to work at the mall. It's like saying, I'm a parent, but not actually parenting your kids. What is the truth of where you're at? Verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Romans 3 is very clear about this. In verse 10, it says, there is no one who is righteous, no one. Verse 23, for all who have sinned fall short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. We are not perfect. <laughs> Only Jesus is perfect. So when we are telling ourselves we're not sinning, 
that it, oh, it's not so bad. It's a lie. Let's not make God out to be a liar. That's a very dangerous place to be. So four reasons why we lie to ourselves. The first one is it's comfortable. <laughs> it's really hard to face the truth sometimes when the truth is ugly. It's more comfortable to just stray, stay in that gray area and lie to ourselves, keep lying to ourselves. Because when we do that, we don't have to face the truth. It feels safer. It's convenient. Because we don't have to change if we keep lying to ourselves. We can just keep doing the same thing and not have to change. Number three, it makes us feel better about ourselves. That's a straight-up lie. <laughs> because we lie to ourselves, we're actually tearing ourselves down. And we actually feel worse about ourselves. It does not feel better, make us feel better about ourselves. Number four, it means we don't need to take responsibility for our actions. Ooh, this is a big one. We have to learn to take responsibility for where we're at. We have to take responsibility for our actions. No one else, it's not anybody else's responsibility, it's yours, it's ours, it's mine. So are you being honest with yourself? And we also have to be honest with others. We can experience freedom when we are honest with others. Verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, <coughs> and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. To have fellowship with others, it requires honesty. To have a healthy relationship with other people, it requires honesty. When I was in my early 20s, I could not have a healthy relationship unless I was being honest with people. It's just the way it works. In my 30s, I had, and in my early 40s, I had a friend, Pam. She has since moved to Nashville to be closer to her kids and grandkids. My friend Pam, she was my mentor. She was my friend. She was the one who I could lay it all out there <laughs> with her, and I could just be who I am. She knew things about me that no one else knew. And she was able to be honest with me, too. It was a healthy relationship. It still is. Because we were just who we were. We laid it all out. Fantastic relationship. There was so much freedom. So much freedom in our friendship. 
And then on the other hand, there have been people in my life who have lied to me and relationships have been hurt. Relationships have been changed and relationships that just haven't been the same as much as I've wanted them to. It's just different. Lying hurts relationships. Dishonesty hurts relationships. Teenagers, parents know when you're lying. Right, parents? <laughs> we just know. I am convinced that my parents knew that I was lying to them. I just had a conversation my, with my mom a few months ago, and she's like, yep, I knew. <laughs> yeah. Parents know. Parents know when you're lying. So it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Number three is we can experience freedom when we are honest with God. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confession is a big deal. It would not be in the Bible if it wasn't a big deal. It is a big deal. Confession is important. God listens. He pays attention when we confess to him, when we are honest with him. He pays attention. He's not there to judge us. He's not there to tear us down. He's there to love on us and to listen to us. When we lie, it's, it means we're hiding something. And because God is light, and because light sheds <laughs> the truth on everything, it means he already knows. He knows what's going on. So why do we hide it from him? He already knows. How many of you store things under your bed? You put things under your bed that you just don't want to deal with. <laughs> you kind of want them out of the way, you know. <laughs> They're in the dark. It's so true in our lives, too. We tend to push things under the bed that we don't want to deal with. We tend to push things under the bed that we don't want anybody else to see. It looks like our house is clean. But if you put, if you grab a flashlight and shine it under your bed, what are you going to see? You're going to see stuff. <laughs> You're going to see stuff under your bed that you've pushed under there. You're going to see dust bunnies. You're going to see whatever's under your bed. And it's not always pretty.
we need to start shedding light on areas in our lives that we keep hiding. We need to start taking stuff out from under the bed and let God shine his light on it and shed his truth on it. We tend to want to keep him out here because if we let him too close, he's going to see things and he's going to know things. When the truth is, he already knows. He already sees it, right? But when we confess and we say, God, here it is, (laughs) and put it all out there, there is so much freedom in that. He promised that he would forgive. It says he is faithful and just and will forgive and will purify us. That's a promise that he will do that for us. In Proverbs 28, verse 13, it says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Ouch. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So what's being covered up? What's under the bed? what's being hidden. The key step towards freedom, towards forgiveness is confession, laying it out there. Here's what's going on, God. Here's the deal. We need to remind ourselves that he's going to love us when we lay it out there. His love is not going to change. Nothing we say, do, think, feel changes his love for us. Nothing changes his love for us. But when we take the step to confession and accepting his forgiveness and living in the purity that he has for us and the freedom that he has for us, so much good. Confession is meant to free us. Honesty with God. Confession is honesty with God. It brings freedom. It's available to us. In John 8, verse 32, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth will set you free. But it takes humility to confess. It takes laying down the pride and picking up humility, choosing humility. Your last villain, a humble confession brings freedom. Are we willing to choose humility so that we can take that step towards confession? There's so much freedom in being honest, with ourselves. We need to start with being honest with ourselves. This is where I'm at. 
and being honest with others and ultimately being honest with God and laying it out there. This is where I'm at. This is what's going on. This is the truth. And then allowing him to bring forgiveness and bring freedom, bring purity into our lives. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.